the risk takers, innovators, business owners, and they're a couple. Welcome to A Couple of Entrepreneurs, a series about couples who start a business together without ending their relationship. Hear their unique stories, get tips, advice, and the secret to their success. Would you work with your spouse? Hosted by Mickey and Tony, a couple of entrepreneurs. Co-founders of Branding Shorts. Today, we are talking about a product used by cave people, chefs, and circus acts. We're talking about knives. And today's guests make them. Today, we have a little bit of a twist. It's not just a married couple of entrepreneurs. It's also a couple of brothers. Jordan, Jared, and Karen of Schmidt Brothers Cutlery. Thank you guys so much for joining us on A Couple of Entrepreneurs. Tell us a little about your business. Like, what is your business and how did it start? The name of the business is Schmidt Brothers Cutlery. It is a uh, consumer knife brand that uh, we sell DTC as well as retail stores and the upper gourmet channels such as uh, Crate & Barrel, Williams-Sonoma, as well as big box stores like Target and Walmart. We provide premium style German stainless steel cutlery that is very fashion forward and on trend with sort of modern kitchen designs to the uh, consumer market. So why did you guys go into the business of knives? It's an item that you use all the time, every day. Everybody at home, you need a knife. Like, it's like one of the like basic items in life that everybody needs to have, going back to archaic times. So it seemed like it's, it could be an item that would be somewhat steady as far as business goes on a, on a future basis. Really what we saw was um, a big gap in this market. So when we saw that, we said, hey, there's something missing here. There's A, a price point that we can we know a lot of people would afford and spend on an item like knives and b design um was missing so what was your background and how does it help you now so jordan and i we did private label design for the kitchenware space for bigger brands and sort of national retailers if you will it was you know it was a great business we kind of got sick of designing things that were for other people we come from an entrepreneurial family our father was an entrepreneur. Our father's from Germany. Half our family still lives in Germany. Mother's side is restaurant owners that own butcher shops. So when did you actually launch the business? In about 2009, I would say, end of 2009, we had decided that we were gonna launch our own, our own brand and bring in our sort of influences, our design, our family heritage, our European background, German background, and put it into our brand. Within four months, I think we developed 70 SKUs, which were enough to spread itself through an entire brand catalog. And all the stuff that we did was comped by all the factory relationships that we made through private label. Karen, you joined the brothers and now you're working with with your husband, your and husband's your, brother. And your brother-in-law. I joined Jared and Jordan in the height of the pandemic. I only knew corporate. So 18 years across Amex, Verizon Media, I only knew that type of style. And yet I've been part of this brand from the sidelines since it's um, inception. And so between myself and Jordan's wife, who is also a, a corporate warrior, you know, the two of us would always be giving hints or ideas and, and just from the side. When I left Verizon, 
you know, part of me had always wanted to come and, and lend whatever I could to the guys. And it really started as it's the height of the pandemic. I'm consulting with other brands at this point. Let me come on board and give whatever ideas or, you know, however we can shape this marketing strategy. And I don't think any of the three of us had forecasted at that point that we would still all be here together or that at least I would still be with the guys um, going on three years later. And yet I think it's worked, um, you know, really well. The business has grown. We're still married. Jordan hasn't um, unfriended <laughs> me from the family. And so <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, been a, it's been an amazing journey. So you're family and you're in business together. So how does that all work? Well, in one, I mean, I would say with Karen joining, Karen mainly works with Jordan and not myself, which has a lot to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. Um, ah. se separation of where time is spent is helpful to be balanced more with Jordan than with Jared. In, in the best of ways, it allows Jordan and, you know, as you can see between Jordan and Jared, they're very much yin and yang. And as they approach business and as they approach design to production to just the entire model with each flexing, of course, over that middle line. And I think in some ways, me working more closely with Jordan on, um, you know, on marketing, on messaging, on how do we want our customers to interact has definitely helped preserve the marriage <laughs> front with Jared so that we are not living under the same roof, talking business 24 seven, that would not work. And then on the flip side is when, you know, when there is a commercial opportunity or when I see a marketing opportunity that Jared is, um, you know, negotiating and forgetting about the marketing side, I can gently nudge on, on his end too. We'll, we'll stop and hear from the brother on how we do as the married couple. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been super interesting as far as a dynamic goes since Karen um, came on board and has become such an integral part of the team. I'll tell you one of the first things that I told myself and I didn't never complain about one of them to the other, that would be the worst mistake you could possibly make because you know that the husband and wife are a bond that's bigger than than your relationship with either either one of them possibly even though the brother relationship is extremely extremely strong but with karen coming on board it um i think it strengthened our relationship actually um i kind of sat back and let her do her thing with marketing especially coming from the corporate world thinking that she has so much value to add here that's not been structured in, into our company just yet do you think it helps that your family, that you could push each other more to do something, whereas you're in a large corporation and it's just your quote unquote manager telling you to do something, giving you feedback, but now you've got family members saying, does it help you get out of your comfort zone sometimes, maybe to, to grow and do things you might not have normally done that helps the business? Oh, I think absolutely. Um, I think one, it's, you know, we have the motto that it's always family first in general, right? We mm. kind of, we grew, we grew up that way. Um, so it trumps, you know, anything that's going to take place and happen in business and sort of talk it through. But the beauty of family and doing it together is that, yeah, we can push each other a harder and it's more meaningful and you're open to, you know, sometimes you're not open to it right away because you're hearing it from family, but then you ultimately sort of 
come around and realize, you know, what's being said or what's being asked is for the best of what the business is to, to push forward. So yeah, I think it's absolutely been beneficial and we can push each other harder than most um, people working in corporate jobs or to managers, you know, that don't have, I guess, as much, you know, I wouldn't want to say skin in the game, but it's, you know, it's it's skin in the game for the three of us, right? So we, we it's all for the betterment of the company, ourselves, the family. So, you know, I think in a lot of times in corporate, you have this element of market human, act human, lead your teams with humanity and humility. And all of those are really, really important. I fundamentally believe in that. But to the point of pushing each other, we look at each other as humans before we look at each other as colleagues. And so I think that's why it's able to come through in a way that keeps us married and a happy family. How do you guys make decisions? There are three of you. How does it, how does that work? Like Jordan uh, and I oh. gang up on Jared. <laughs> and one of the things, the dynamics as far as having the family business is that we obviously have all of those family holidays, those family outings and stuff that happen together where, you know, you do bring up topics. It's, it's, it's unavoidable to bring up topics about business, but we do stay away from it for the most part, which keeps us um, very whole. But what does happen is you have this natural love for each other that comes from somewhere else, not, not through the business. And you're able to kind of let back, put your feet up and maybe enjoy a glass of wine and just let the creative juices flow. And a lot of times things just come out of those moments. And that's something that I think does not necessarily equate to a non-family um, business that, that may be established already. Do you guys take on roles? How do you divide what you do? We have roles. Um, we have swim lanes, you know, as with any company, big or small family or not, swim lanes have to work together. There's no business where a product team is disconnected or there shouldn't be from a marketing team or a customer experience team. And the sales team needs the product and the marketing in order to make for that great relationship with our retailer. So there's definitely, um, defined roles and yet a lot of interwoven projects that we all um, get involved with. How do you balance the demands of your business with your family life? You know, Jared and I, from the days of us meeting 13, 14 years ago, we both traveled, we both worked a lot, we both had respect for each other's drive and ambitions. And so just as a couple, we were able to figure out our routines when I was in roles that required me to travel, you know, two weeks a month, or he goes through time periods where he has to be on the road with accounts six weeks out of the start of the school year, which we all know is the most chaotic time. Yeah. And we hope those don't happen again, <laughs> but when they do, there's at least enough experience that has been our entire relationship of someone's taking the family seat first, someone's taking the work seat first, and then that may switch over the course of a day, it may switch over the course of a week, it may switch over the course of a month, but we are able to at least tag in and out and work as partners in how to balance everything because we all know there's no on and off switch. So it truly is a matter of having a partner who you know, for the two of us at least, and Jordan has the same thing with his wife, 
you're raising families together. And so we all believe in the same vein of family first that we want our kids to have us present. We want to be, and we are very deeply involved in all of our families. So it's just a matter of communication and making it all work. I mean, I love that guiding principle, you know, family first as that you guys have, but at, you know, um, are there other principles that you guys say, hey, we have to do it this way or the things you're thinking about? We approach partnerships and we approach relationships as we would approach family members and friends. You know, starting, I don't know if this necessarily relates to just the family business starting, but starting a business in general, you know, relationships are key. Relationships are everything. So maintaining relationships, maintaining respect for one another, maintaining this, the philosophy of is there anything ever that's that big of a deal in reality in terms of like the world and what you're kind of doing? And, you know, the, the answer is no, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like what's most important to you is most important to you is your family relationship, your love for one another, your dynamic and, you know, being together. So outside of that, everything else should sort of just helpfully figure itself out together. <laughs> one of the things is listening. Um, listen to the people that are, that are involved in the business at the, at the high level, at the low level, treat people like equals and don't judge at first, take it back home or take, take the night to sleep on it. And don't let your emotions get in the way of, um, of your actions. Don't take action until you actually really thought, think things through and, and understand where somebody's coming from. So we see on your website, you give back and you have a charity component to your business. Why is that important? We make knives, right? We make cooking products and we have this guiding principle that food and kitchen and family are the heart of the home, right? That's really where life in the house happens. And so when we think about the fact that there are so many people who don't have food on the table, who don't have the access to be able to um, to provide that fundamental you know, source of, of life, we wanna be able to help out. And so at various points in our business and in our brand, we've done fundraising efforts to be able to donate portions of sales. Um, we did this especially in the heart of COVID when there were a lot of nonprofits that were very much dedicated and focused on helping provide meals. And, and at that time there was no takeout, there was no grocery shopping, it was scary. So we banded together with um, over a hundred other brands to commit to donating a portion of sales to local charities that were involved in COVID relief. And beyond that, you know, we are constantly innovating on the product front. And so we end up with a lot of product that sits in our warehouse. Um, as our team will attest, there is way too much product that sits in our warehouse sometimes. And so when it comes time to really determine what should be sold versus what should be passed on. We've donated some of those materials to women who are in exiting challenging or abusive situations and getting started on their feet. And we donate, you know, we donate brand new product, but they, you know, it's going to a better home than sitting in our warehouse. You've touched on this a little bit, but if you look at your overall company, and had to pin down a couple of things and say, you know, here's the two or three things that are really the keys to our success. You know, we listen to our customers. We listen to our buyers. We listen to our partners and we work together and we really value all of those various perspectives on how we bring things to market. We don't get comfortable being where we are. And so 
whether it's Jordan from a product design and innovation perspective and technology, whether it's Jared from our account opportunities or the way that we run the business internally or the partners that we use in order to fund it, or me from where do we have an opportunity to reach customers through new channels or give them a better experience or give them ads that make them feel really connected to the brand because this is what we have heard they're looking for. We all are wired, I think, to push ourselves in those respective territories and we push each other on that. That's great. Sorry, Jared, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. At least not on the podcast. That's right. Um, You know, I'm used to it. You guys are married? Are you guys married? Yeah. A year year or 10. We're very good at identifying what the need is and what is the price point that a consumer would be comfortable with and looking at and still giving them the best quality, highest quality of material and product design for that price point. We are a brand that stands 100% behind our product and no questions asked. I mean, when people say lifetime warranty, you know, that comes with a lot of caveats. You can kind of look through our customer service and look through our reviews online and we are 100% lifetime warranty. You email us with a problem, you get a brand new knife. You're in the business of knives. So do you have any interesting or unusual experiences, stories you can share? You, you want to laugh. We had a customer over the holidays reach out to us with an entirely illustrative four paragraph email about how she comes from a chef family. She works in restaurants. She did not believe she was just being sloppy and quick one day and she didn't hold the item as well as she thought she should because she was expecting the knife. You know, she didn't use the knives yet. She was like, oh, most commercial knives are are a little bit dull. I'll be fine. She ended up slicing off part of her finger, oh. having to get it restitched. Oh. But she but she appreciated the quality so much that she ended up gifting it to other chefs in her family and buying more products because it was the best cut. So go figure, hospital stories can turn into loyal customers. Amazing. Um, so, so her cutting your finger gave you guys more business. Her cutting her finger became a brand loyalist because wow. we delivered such a good, clean, sharp cut oh, that it wow. became more business. To learn more about Schmidt Brothers Cutlery, visit schmidtbrothers.com, S-C-H-M-I-D-T brothers.com. For more episodes, visit brandingshorts.com forward slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.